Welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. So today I wanted to talk all about time. Not just like time management, because that's a bit boring, but this is like, we all have like a concept of time, and I feel like so many of us feel like we don't have enough time, and... So, yeah, I want to talk about that today and maybe blow, like, call a bit of BS on the idea that you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, good, good. I like it. uh, see, yeah, let's see where we come from there. So, how are you doing? Good, good. Very excited for episode number eight. We're uh, getting through these, which is fantastic. I'm really excited today to talk about the different sort of lives that we're both living at the moment, but still Mm -hmm. running similar businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll give our listeners out there a really good sort of feel for both sides of the story one i feel that i'm working too much and i'm burning out whereas i think you've got a really good balance at the moment uh-huh. um, and things are going well so i think it'd be good to explain how you've got there and things you've put in place and then also how i'm managing sort of two full-time jobs at yeah. the moment as well yeah mm. awesome there's good topics because i think a lot of people listening to this um they're either like a full-time parent with a part-time business or maybe a full-time business or they've got a job maybe they're in a they're at a point of transition where they're trying to move into the fitness industry but it's not the kind of industry you can just like no. snap and go it does take time to build up clientele whether you're doing one-on-one training or group training yeah so it'd be really interesting to hear how you're doing that you're yep. kind of in that transition at the moment yeah I, or they could be in a position that i am where i love both my jobs and yeah. i don't mm-hmm. want to give one up uh-huh. So I think that's a, a tricky thing. And I suppose not worrying about giving one up in my position, but finding ways to manage both so I'm not burning out and I'm still effective uh-huh. and giving my all to my clients and also when I'm teaching. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where should we start? I think you had some good points. To yeah. Start off on. I'm going to just jump straight in. And, and uh, it's not just talking about myself. I know a lot of other personal trainers that you simply just can't start out and earn a full-time wage straight away because of, as you said, you don't have the clients. And particularly if you're starting an outdoor boot camp or outdoor training by yourself, then you don't have the backing of a gym, you don't have a wage. So a lot of people are in the same situation as myself where I'm still teaching Mm full-time and every morning and every night I'm running boot camps and personal training sessions. So I suppose the big thing there that I wanted to talk about is the importance of being organized And I think a lot of people ask me how I do this a lot. And I start at six every morning. I do a couple of sessions in the morning. I'll go to work all day, finish school about four. I have a quick eat. And then I'll go and do three or four sessions at the night. And I normally get home about 7.30, 8. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, it's quite a large day. And one of the big things that I would say and recommend you, if you're not organized, then you're just going to feel like you're chasing your tail all the time. And I'm sure other people out there can really relate to that, that being organized and planning your week out. So particularly, I know we spoke about this in previous things, but planning your sessions out, planning what you're going to eat. 
I think it's really important to fuel your body with the right things. Yeah, that being prepared over just convenience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because a lot of the time, if you're just racing around, oh, I'll just grab something here and there, you're not getting the actual fuel you need to be able to work that big hours that you are. So I think the big thing is being organized, planning your week, so your food, when you're going to fit everything in, and then also what you're eating, and then also planning to have some Dale time or Kyle time. Yeah. Because if you're just working the whole time, you're going to hit this big word that I nearly did last year. It's called burnout. Mm-hmm. All right. And once you hit that stage, you're no good for anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I think, yeah, the, the big thing for me is organization and planning ahead is crucial. Mm. Yeah. You can either plan in that rest time or your body will eventually just be like, no. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking I'm taking this time <laughs> so you can either choose to take it or you can take it when your body demands it and yeah in that point when you go too far it's going to take you a lot longer to recover than if you pace yourself yeah um, and take yeah I had that in there which and, and, I, made, I, and I think what you're saying there is you're working so hard to build something up that yeah. you work too hard and you end up losing it all because mm-hmm. You'll be burnt out. People mm-hmm. like, why am I coming to this trainer? That the sessions are boring. They're repetitive. He's got no energy, mm-hmm. and in the end, you lose what you've worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. So what comes up for me when I think about taking that time for yourself, though, is that I feel like I know for me and talking to other people, that can feel really selfish. Like if you feel like you've got a lot of demands on your time already taking time even just like when I started taking time for myself it was like just taking myself out for a walk for an hour in the afternoon and that felt incredibly selfish because I've got clients who are like waiting on me like I could be using that hour to like work for them or produce something for them yeah or I'm taking that maybe I should be spending that time with my wife like you know we should be doing something together taking that time away from us just to go for a freaking, <laughs> freaking walk yeah and recognizing that going for that walk is actually the best thing I can do for those people because that's going to give me more energy. You don't think of good ideas even while you're in front of a computer, but when I'm walking down by the Yarra River, like, it's surrounded by nature and there's, like, birds and, and the trees and the sun's, like, flitting down. Like, those are the places you're going to come up with ideas. Those are the places you're going to feel, like, regrounded again. So I've got a question for you. How did you get to the situation where you figured out that it was actually a positive thing instead of feeling like you're letting people down or you uh, should be working? Was it was um, actually working with my coach. So I was feeling really guilty about the idea of taking time out for myself. I kind of felt like for the whole day I needed to be like on my butt in front of the computer. And what was happening was because... <laughs> I was feeling I needed to do that. I was procrastinating a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. so I was distracted because it was really uncomfortable, this feeling of like that I have to be working, but at the same time, like my body was and my mind was like desperately craving a break that I would then find those breaks through other things. Oh, you know, oh the kitchen needs to be cleaned. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I just, I just got to check Facebook again. Have you ever done that thing where you're like on Facebook and then you open another tab and you open Facebook again, like, because your brain is just so, like, shot. You just hit F straight away, enter, because it goes straight to it. Exactly. <laughs> your brain's so shot that it's just, like, it just wants to... It, it wants that, like, dopamine hit from, like, doing... what it, You know, whatever you get through Facebook. So, 
so yeah, talking to my coach, we sort of worked out there was like this common theme of like taking time for myself. And it was, it was actually him who challenged me. And it was around just taking a walk in the afternoon. Yep. Uh, that was the thing that came up for me. That was like, I would like to just feel like I could get up from my desk and, you know, go for a walk and then come back and not feel guilty about that. And now it seems weird looking at that, that I would feel guilty about that. But certainly at the time, I felt like I needed to be spending all my time growing my business. Yep. And I guess it comes down to, which we'll probably talk more about, it's the working smarter, not harder. Correct. Or, or not more. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll, which we'll get into. I think you make a good point there. And you going for a walk is really important. Whereas a lot of other trainers, and I know last year I was in the same position myself, that I was training so many people and working so hard that I wasn't looking after myself. I didn't think I had enough time to go to the gym or to do a workout myself. So really, all I was doing was affecting my number one asset, which is my body and myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other clients can relate to this and, and people out there, but that's one of the worst things you can do by you not going for a walk or yeah. like myself not exercising. Mm. I'm not getting that thing that really excites me or that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. You're doing it with other people and you're telling what other people what to do, how to live their life, but you've been a hypocrite because yeah. I wasn't living the life I was telling. Uh-huh. You know, I was selling these programs, I was selling what I was doing, but I actually wasn't doing it myself. So I think you need to really make sure that you allocate time if going for a walk is what you need to do to be creative or mm-hmm. that doing your 30-minute workout, if that's all you can fit in, that's fine, but you're going to be so much more productive to yourself and your clients than what you would have been if you just think, no, I can fit another one-on-one client in there and neglect yourself. So I think that's a really big thing that I've learned over the last year. So what changed for you then? What did, or what changes did you have to make? Well, and I suppose, as you said, we're going to talk about this, but I used to be really controlling of everything in my business. I thought I was the best at doing everything. Uh-huh. You know, so I'd do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that means I was doing all my own marketing. All right? So I was doing all my own ads. I was updating all my websites with all my own content. I was continually getting new marketing material out. I was trying to be a graphic designer. All right? mm-hmm. And on top of that... I was still trying to bring out workouts, new ones every week to try and sell as an online business as well. So, and I've spoken about this before, but it was me talking to one of my coaches and he just said, look, you can't do all this and you're not the best at all of these. Think about the things that you're really good at. And we sat down and I figured out that I'm really creative and designing workouts and things. That, that's, where, that's my strength. So he said, right, you need to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Everything else you need to handball off and train somebody up how to do it. So in the last six months, I've got four people now that do all those tasks for me. I've got somebody in charge of my Google ads and my Facebook ads. I've got somebody who does all my graphics. Mm-hmm. I've got somebody that replies to my emails, right? And that means that now I've got time before that I didn't, that I can exercise myself, that I'm fresh for my clients. I've even lately this week, I just told you before, but I've even started getting meals delivered. So I'm eating right uh-huh. and I don't have time to prepare meals. So now that I know when to eat, so I'm feeling great all the time. Uh-huh. So my energy just in one week has already improved just because my eating has got so much better. Yeah. So I think the big thing for me is the last six months is letting go yeah. and I've found more time and my business is going so much better. And not only that, I'm happier Mm. And I'm in a much better space. Uh-huh. Mm. 
Letting go. <laughs> Letting, it is, it's a really hard one. And I know we spoke about this, but you've just recently started up at a new gym and things as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's, as you said, it's so important to find that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having, so for me, I mean, outsourcing my training in a way and that now I have a personal trainer, so he writes my programs for me. And it's like, I just know I need to get my butt in the gym four times a week and then try and to two yoga classes as well. And it's like, just like, that's what I know. I've planned out what, what are my optimal ones yep. for me to go and do. And, uh, yeah, that makes it so much easier that I just like, rather than being like, Oh, what am I going to train today? Or write myself, Oh, I'm at the end of my program. I need to write myself a new program and, or not feeling, you know, up for it. 100% so just sort of doing like a half-ass workout yeah which we've all done before yeah. <laughs> whereas like this gym I go to all of the clients there have to do some personal training so the trainers there are really busy and they're all the time so I know like if I went in there and left half an hour later they'd be like you do not do your whole program today yeah, even yeah. if my trainer wasn't there so you're accountable so, so I have that accountability and that's just been really helpful but in the same thing like for years I did my own training because I was like I know how to train me best. Like, I'm the only one who can do it. I'm not going to go get a personal trainer. It, you know, I'm selling training and, and here I was thinking, oh, a personal trainer is too expensive, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, I have like sought out a trainer. He is expensive because I wanted someone who knew more about fitness than me. Like, it was an educational thing for me as well. Yep. Um, I, knew, I needed that almost like a mentor to keep me coming back as well. Mm. So... Yeah, that's been huge, but that has, without a doubt, this year been the best investment of my money. Yeah, so it's you're like investing even in that yourself. Last two months or six weeks, whatever I've been training there, that yeah, by far has been best investment because yeah, I'm just feeling so much more, so much better. My energy levels are like way higher. I spoke to a friend the other day who I hadn't spoken to in a couple of months, and he was like. You're like a different person. Like you yeah. wouldn't believe the shift that happened. And it's just been because of the training and food. Like my diet's been much better lately as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of the big things with personal trainers and bootcamp instructors that our job is training people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're the best at training yourself. Yeah. I know that's a really hard thing and there's a lot of ego comes into this. Yeah. But like I, I've got a couple of friends that we're all personal trainers. We train each other. Uh, yeah, because they train me harder than I can. Yeah, you know, so and it's always different things. So again, that's another good way to network as well. Yeah. So not only are you getting a better workout than you would by yourself, but you're also getting new ideas. Uh-huh. Like you are with somebody that's probably more qualified than what you are. Uh-huh. You're getting all these great ideas, and you're training. You're actually motivated to go there because you're enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. Again, letting go, and I think that's a bit of a common theme of how to get more time. If you're really time, <laughs> time savvy, then yeah, I think, it, I think it's one thing you need to sit down and figure out what are the things that you currently do that are not helping grow your business. Yeah. Because I guarantee they're things that are really affecting you. Uh-huh. So if they're little things like if you're struggling to plan good engaging sessions all the time, you know, then find somebody else that's, that's got systems out there to do that, right? Or if you're constantly writing to emails, you know, the, there's other people that can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what the best thing is that you do. That might be on the phone or dealing face-to-face with clients or building new clients or things like that. Find out the top thing that you do well, continue mm-hmm. to do that, and then find other people to do the tasks that you're not so good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. Mm. And we'll, yeah, we'll do a, I think we're going to do a whole episode on, on outsourcing. Mm. Today I had some, and we've talked about how we've found time and accountability and training and things, but I did have some tactics. Like if you Ooh. want some, if people want some strategies rather Ooh. than like mindset, I've got some different things that have worked for me in the past and in the present. Cool. So the first one's the 20 minutes rule. And this is great for people who really feel time poor. So it's not so much about procrastination and things for them. They just feel like they're on the go from the moment they get up to the moment they go to bed and things are missing out. So if they're every 20 minutes rule, it means that every 20 minutes counts. So anytime you have a 20 minute gap, so be that between like clients or, you know, after you've cooked a meal or maybe like getting up 20 minutes earlier in the morning, you can get a lot done in that 20 minutes. Like if it's focused work and that's mm-hmm. the only time. And the great thing about this is that you will only end up doing the work on your business. That's like the most important. You probably won't spend time tweaking your website for the 700th time or, <laughs> or trying to find like fitspirational image to post on your Instagram. Yeah, like yeah. you're not going to spend, you're going to do like the biggest bang for your buck stuff, which reminds me of another one we should talk about okay, <laughs> actually good, good. that I haven't got. Yeah. So the 20 minutes rule. So your idea is to find those 20 minute gaps in your day. And that's when you do work, have things set, ready to go. So like if you need to do online work, don't have your laptop packed up and like have it out on the table. So when that 20 minutes rolls around, have the notes out that you need, get that ready in like a five minute break you've got. So that during that 20 minute break, you can sit down, you can send out those client emails, you can write that newsletter, post it and challenge yourself to get that done inside that 20 minutes. Good. I like that. And then also, you know, that you've only got that 20 minutes to get it done, I suppose. Uh So you're going to be focused and work that full time because once that time's up, then you're going to find something else. You've probably got somewhere else to go. So you're not going to get it all done unless you really bust your gut and finish it off. Really? I like that. Uh, Which the one that made me think of is the 80, 20 rule. It's like the, it's called the Pareto principle. I know the one. Yep. Yeah. So I think like this has gotten a lot more popular in the last few years. I first read everything too, like not just business, but diet, exercise, everything. Uh Yeah. Well, they've done this with like studies, you know, even like wealth distribution, you know, like the top 20% has 80% of the wealth, 80% of wealth. And that's what this Italian, he was an economist who made this correlation between like 80% and 20%. He realized that, that this was like apparent in all sort of aspects of our life. So the philosophy behind it when it comes to work is that 20% of the work you do on your business will account for like 80% maybe of like, say your revenue generated mm-hmm. or 20% and vice versa can be looked at the other way. So like 20% of your clientele probably cause you 80% of your headaches. Like, so you end up with those, like, one or two clients who sound the same way. So, the thing with this is, is, like, using it that way, the clients that are causing you headaches, you want to free up time that you're dealing with these clients, fire them. Like, Mm. get rid of them. You don't need them because they make up such a small fraction of your business and they take up so much of your time. And then in terms of working on your business, if you've only got 20 minutes, you need to find what that 20% of the stuff you do on your business that accounts for, like, 80% of your business operating. Mm. Uh, so that's obviously going to be the running the sessions you run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, plenty of good sessions and 
you know, f- maybe following up with clients, like that 20%, if you add everything else onto that, like websites, marketing, marketing, you know, like just the fiddly little things you do, even like keeping checklists of your clients probably fall into that 80%. That's not as important. Um, the exactly. stuff you can do later. Mm. I think I think that that is a really good point, and be really worthwhile little challenge for the listeners out there. And I know I've only I've done this in the last few months, but sit down and break up the time that you use for certain tasks, mm-hmm. and then think about how effective that is on your business. Uh-huh. What time there is making your business better, and what time sort of wasted. And yeah. I think that's where you can sit down and go, "Geez, all right." I might be able to get somebody in to help me with this. You don't have to employ someone full yeah. time on a part time basis uh-huh. that you'll free up time and then you've got more of those positive twenty percenters yeah, yeah. You know, that you can just dominate what yeah. you do best. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know that unless you really figure that out and you let go. Yeah, that twenty percent is like the stuff that only you can do on your business. Correct. As well. yeah. You're the best. So outsource the other eighty and work on or actually I've got another if you don't want to outsource, I got another thing for that coming up. The next principle, I've got all these principles here. It's good, I like um, it. I'm liking them. I'll double whammy this actually. So if you've got the time, but you're procrastinating. So there's something which is called Parkinson's law, which is where the task you are doing will expand or shrink based on the amount of time you have. So I talk about Mm -hmm. like like in 20 minutes, if you're focused, you can get a lot done. You can. But if you have the whole day, like, you know, I don't have any clients today. I got the whole day to work my business. (laughs) You'll probably like change the font on your website or you'll like do a, <laughs> schedule a couple of Facebook posts. Oh. Uh, it'll be, it's amazing. One analogy I heard or example I heard for this was like the busy business person who wants to write a thank you note, you know, they, it takes them five minutes to like write a thank you note versus say the retired grandmother who wants to write a thank you note who she goes out and buys like the paper and, and like a new pen and, and fusses <laughs> around the shops and then goes home and then like wants to make a cup of tea first and then, <laughs> and then finally sits down and writes this note and then is like, ah, oh, then gets to go out again to deliver the note. So it's like, so all this stuff, what's a five minute task, you can like expand out to a whole day. And yeah. this is a problem I have since I stopped training people is now I often have days, which is going to sound blissful to people who are busy, <laughs> where I literally have nothing in my calendar. <laughs> And so I know I have like work to do and it has this awful way of like, of yeah, expanding so that the day ends. And I'm like, I've got, I didn't, what did I get done today? Like, you mm. know, like I, I feel like I was busy all day and I didn't get anything done. I can totally agree with that. So I can get all my tasks done when I'm doing two jobs. So when I'm doing my PT, uh-huh. my teaching, my PT at night and running my online businesses, I've just recently had school holidays. Yeah. And I had like half the day to do stuff and I didn't do it. I'm like, that's why? Uh-huh. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I think that's, yeah. oh, I, I can so relate to what you just said there. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, so you're ready to hear how to overcome that? I am. I, yeah. Don't go on school holidays. <laughs> yeah. okay. No, no. It's about setting yourself, you know, boundaries, about setting yourself deadlines. So this is called the Pomodoro principle. And Sometimes you might have heard of this as like 25 minutes of work and five minutes of rest. So it's almost like your interval training yeah, cool. your work. Yep. And the idea is that, yeah, you do it, you set a timer, you can download an app for this called, if you search Pomodoro, 
you can download an app for this and it's just like a timer that goes 25 on five off and you can actually use the app to keep track of like how many you've done okay. in a week so you can kind of tri- keep track of how much work you're getting done but what you're meant to do is 25 minutes you work and you know, ideally unless you're working on a really big task you want to be like checking things off or at least checking one thing off inside that 25 minutes so you use that time constraint to use Parkinson's law to your advantage and create like a flurry of work and then this is really important. The next five minutes of the half hour, you take off. Like you do something fun. You get up from your desk, you get up from the table, you, you hold a squat on the ground or you, yeah, you can do, do some like, exercise yeah, yeah. or, um, I don't know, go to the bathroom, get yourself a snack, glass of water, do something that's not work related. Cool. And then you come back and then you repeat it. And I like to do this in 90 minute blocks. So I'll do three sets of this yep. work 25 on five off 25 on five off 25 on five off and then i'll take a bigger break which some people if you're working like in a you can do this if you have a job where you're working in an office all day you could do this sort of all day but i'll try and get in like two or three of these 90 minute blocks in my day with like sort of longer breaks in between where i'll go maybe that's when i go to the gym go do a workout or a time to cook lunch or I'll go for that walk in the afternoon, or gotcha. I'll go catch up with a friend. But yeah, having that time constraint, suddenly, instead of like this whole day of stuff of open, it's like, I've got 90 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still creating that for myself. So you're creating a structure for a day where there isn't much structure, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. I like that. That's very smart. And start small with it like when I started it all I did was I was like I just want to get one 90 minute cycle done in a day like for the whole day I'm going to get sit down rather than sort of fluffing around all day and procrastinating stuff it's like I'm just going to get 90 minutes of work done and sometimes I get that done even before breakfast and it was like the day was a win then like I'd gotten more done in that 90 minutes than I'd gotten done three days before which I hadn't done that so yeah really powerful I'll make sure I include links to yeah. this in the show notes because I think it'd be useful for people. I do too. And Maybe just, we'll do a bit of a cheat sheet. Yeah, um, we, we will. We'll definitely make a nice PDF cheat sheet for you to uh, take away with how you can find more time in the day. And I'll be uh, interested to check out a few of those links myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that guy. That's really good. Yeah. All right. And I had one more thing for more time. Go. Uh, this is advice given to me by Corbett Barr, who... Um, they run a they run a podcast called The Fizzle Show. Okay. He and his partners. And I yeah, he wrote about this years ago and it became instrumental in, in sort of the way I've managed to create so much time in my life. And it's to write a list of the things that you don't like doing and then just stop doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Like seriously, we, we so often think like there's all these things which we do because we feel like we have to do them and we have these busy days where we're running around and I mean, you know, we talked about outsourcing, but there's also this option that, like, if you stop doing these things, the world probably isn't going to explode. Yeah. Things are going to be okay. Your business will probably be okay. So, those little... And actually, we've got another episode coming up soon, which we will talk about what tasks you should be doing, which maybe will outline some Mm. of the ones you're not. Yep. But, so for me, like a really hard one, that decision that I made to stop doing was to stop training people. Mm. So I have one client now that I started training yep. again. But other than that, a bit over two years ago, I stopped from running boot camps, you know, I stopped PT because I knew that the direction I wanted to go was with the online stuff. And 
the PT stuff was just taking up too much time for me as much as I enjoyed it. And I want, I just wanted that simpler. I didn't like having appointments all the time. I found it very stressful. You know, I was approaching, you know, I'd go through waves of burnout every year and I was yeah. like, yeah, I've just kind of had it. Like I've done this for like four and a half years, you know, it's time to go the next thing. So that was a big thing that I stopped, but that, mm. that's then allowed me to create a lifestyle, which I really enjoy mm. at the moment where I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm trying to think of something else I stopped. I suppose that's, uh, that's really important that you are now where you are because you've sat down and you, I think it's a really good thing to do. And I'd recommend guys that I've never heard of writing down things I don't like doing. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's a, because again, they're going to eliminate the negatives. So, mm-hmm. and I think too many people focus on negatives in every day of their life instead of writing down, and then you could write down the things you love doing. Mm-hmm. And that's probably how your business is going to grow. Yeah. You know, instead of, uh-huh. it's good to get rid of those negatives, but then also have your positives and say, well, I'm going to invest the time I've got now into these uh-huh. and you, the, like, will just go crazy. And, and like you said, you've changed the way you are. Your lifestyle is so much better now and you're extremely successful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a really good message. One, and I just thought of another example with like social media. So you might be someone you feel like you're reading all the stuff about social media and, and especially if you're on Facebook, you'll see ads for business stuff and everyone, like if someone's teaching about how to do Facebook ads, they're going to tell you <laughs> that Facebook ads is the one thing that's missing from your business Correct. that you have to do. So you start tinkering around with Facebook ads. You don't really know how it works. You don't really like it. Or even just maybe you're trying to like manage Instagram and Twitter account and but like you find that really draining to do those tasks, I would be like, just just stop. Don't do it. Like there are other ways in which you can grow your business Correct. that you will enjoy doing. Yeah, those things that you're feeling like pressure that you, you have to do, just stop them. So even just for a week mm. and see what happens. I can vouch for that, that I used to think Instagram was the only way I'd get clients mm-hmm. and that I had a rule that every day I'd, I'd make a post. So I'd either be a workout, something from one of my sessions, some health advice, a video, demonstrating mm-hmm. something. Like every day I was doing one. Wow. And I was just always thinking, I haven't done one today. What am I going to do? And I've okay. always think about it. And now, I, because I've really toned down everything I'm doing, I might do one or two a week or if I'm doing something really cool, I might do two in a day. Uh-huh. You know, but it's only when I think something is worth going on there. Whereas before I thought, no, you've got to constantly in people's faces. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're going to see you all the time, if you slack off, people are like, oh, he's not doing his job. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think that's really good advice. And I can actually vouch for that, that mm-hmm. my business has probably got better since I'm not worried about doing an Instagram uh-huh. post. And, and people probably like it as well because I'm not putting up all this spam all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's not trying to sell things, but they're just it's just constant yeah constant material that was taking a lot of my time and also worrying me because i wouldn't know what i was going to post some days Uh Mm. and we're not bagging on social media here as well like if that's what you want to do like if you're good at that and you enjoy it then that's on your good list but yeah if if you were you know feeling yeah if it's not something if it's something that's still like mysterious to you and you not feeling that comfortable about it yeah plenty of group fitness businesses have been built just through word of mouth correct and that's <laughs> like your best school, one so yeah so i think the one there is if it's on your your good list of things you like doing then also check the first list you probably should make how much time you spend on each task and if it's taking up a lot of time mm-hmm. then maybe you need to look at that because 
it may be really affecting your business. Mm-hmm. Mm. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good. And as we said, guys, we will be having extensive show notes on this episode because I think it's really important. We'll have all the links from Kyle's. You had a lot of uh, great information there, so if you haven't remembered it, don't worry about it. They will be on the show notes. This is definitely a topic I've spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of this is a good book. Yeah, I hope we've proved that there are, by trying out some of these things, you can find that there you actually do have a lot more time yeah. than you think of. Yeah, and I, and I think also that it is possible to juggle two full-time jobs if that's what you want, if you're passionate about it, or it is possible to reduce what you're doing if you find the things you do well mm-hmm. and make a life of it like that. So, like Kyle's, you're running a very successful business now and you work less than you ever have. Yeah, I mean, I was just telling you that I've made more in the past eight months than I did in like a year of even running both businesses, mm. like the training and the online stuff. So, so I think that's exciting. evidence as well. Yeah. You know, whereas I've figured out now that I can manage two full-time jobs uh-huh. and I'm really enjoying both. So I think it's important to try a couple of these things I've spoken about. And even if there's only a slight little change, it might make you a happier, more vibrant person that will have a flow on effect for yourself, family mm. and clients. Mm. I did have one more thing. Go for it before we finish. Mm. We're going to step into, I'm going to challenge your belief system, maybe a little bit about time. Okay. Uh, because I think we'll get into this in a future episode as well about yeah. our perception of time. Like some of us, you know, you, you probably know your friends who are always late to stuff. Yeah. Their, their perception of time is probably very much different, like very free flowing. And they have like a big abundance of time. There's always enough time, which is why. And then um, there's more like my personality, which is like, we have, there's like 24 hours in a day. Like everyone has the same amount of time. Like this is how much time. And I think it's actually really useful to have a belief of somewhere in between, mm-hmm. which is really going to help with getting this stuff down. So believing that you might think 20 minutes is not enough time to do something. 20 minutes is enough time to do something. And you want to watch the words you use and language you use. If you're the kind of person who often says, oh, I'm so busy or I don't have enough time or I never have time for me or, you know, like watch that language because if that's the language you're using all the time, yeah, you're, you're going to be busy. Negative. You're going to be flat out. You're, you're, you're never going to have time for yourself. If you're always saying, I never have time for myself, guess what? You are never going to have time for yourself. <laughs> so pull yourself up on that. Get your partner or even to like be like, hey, if I say I'm too busy or I don't have it, like pull me up on that and watch how just by flipping that and thinking, when you catch yourself saying, I don't have time, be like, no, actually, I do have time. And even when you feel like you don't have time, think, I do have time. And just watch how that changes the way your brain works and the choices you make and the decisions you make. It's quite interesting. Like, suddenly, mm. it, it opens up. When you never have enough time, your one option is that you don't have time. When you say, I do have time, suddenly, it opens your brain to, like, another selection of choices in which maybe you could find time to do this thing that you want to do. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. There you go. Yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to leave. I think that's a really good way to finish. Okay. Perfect. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, really like our episode, you can uh, leave feedback and check out our show notes. Yeah, you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainerstribe.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, and if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, you can go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. 
Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood. <laughs>